You're listening to MedPoint's Half Hour of Health, live on AM980 or online at am980.ca. Got a question about healthcare, dieting, exercising? Give us a call at 519-643-2222 or 1-866-354-8255. Now, here's your host, Ron Young. Good morning, London. I want to thank everybody for joining us on the program today. Uh, it's awesome to be able to come here every weekend and, and talk health and fitness with, with the city in southwestern Ontario and every, anybody who's tuning in, really. Of course, across from me, uh, I have Peter Martone joining me. How are you, Peter? Morning, Ron. Uh, and, of course, the lovely Kate Lane. Kate, how are you doing? I'm doing very well, thank you. Awesome. Thanks for joining me on the show, guys. Mm-hmm. This is great. Every week gets better, Ron. Oh, I mean, our <laughs> our ratings are just on the on the rise. I yeah, mean, definitely. The mailbox gets flooded. I mean, we get lots of calls generally, and lots of emails. It's just fun to do this, so let's keep it going, eh? Um, today on the show, we actually have a very very special guest. Uh, he's from FM ninety six. Uh, Two varies. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> well, you know, we've had a lot of guests on our show, but. To, to kind of but no one it. is ripped and fit as me. Hi, it's Taz from the Taz Show, everybody. That's right. Taz is invading the MedPoint Health Half Hour. Thanks for joining us today, Taz. Hey, my pleasure. I mean, uh, I'm coming over to see you guys uh, three times a week, so why wouldn't we hang out on weekends too? <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's right. Well, we just can't get enough of it, right? Now yeah. you're now you're probably running uh, at night. And... I, I haven't started running. I am. So we should we should let everyone know. I am. I'm doing the 13 week fitness challenge yes. at MedPoint, yes. and so far it's been a it's been a great experience. I am a I'm a mild hypochondriac, okay. so to be able to come into the, the the clinic and have the doctor and all the tests done, like you, I. Just one, one test. I was like, that has to be the last test here at MedPoint. It was like, okay, now come into this room and we're going to strap you into this machine and check your bone density. And then we bounce you around. Yeah, we're going to put you in the bod pod and and test your body fat. Like, you're very thorough on the medical side. And then to move over to the fitness side, and Kate, you've been. Training me hard. Go ahead. Yeah, tell her, yeah. Tell her no, how I didn't. Really I didn't now. ease you in too much. Let's I, get I, it I all in on the table. Here. <laughs> I don't. Well, I don't know if you're being serious. What, are you training me hard, or am I just a wimp? No, I. I, I think I'm. I within two weeks, we've gone. You know, I went easier on you for the first two sessions. I would say, and you know, your form is good, and you you have a good strong core. So I was able to kind of push you a little bit harder, a little bit faster than. Uh, you know, the typical client. So it's been good that way. I've been able to really uh, give you some more intense exercises. Well, it's, it is, it's, I was intimidated. Like I have worked out and I've, I've gone to, I've been in, into yoga for a while. Yeah. So, but still when you make the decision to commit and change your lifestyle, I'm pushing 40 now, like a couple of years, I'm going to be 40. And you mm. got to start thinking about that sort of thing. Mm. It's it's very intimidating, but you guys have made it very easy at MedPoint. So Good. thanks for that. Good. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. And I remember you probably had a medical a couple of years back and now yes. having the medical again, but having that fitness component now with the medical, 
Uh, just talk to us a little bit about kind of the medical integration, how it's tied together, because we are going to be doing follow-up assessments with you through the 13-week program with additional bod pods, kind of whether you want to go in that chamber or not, <laughs> uh, measurements and, and everything, and kind of tracking you along the way. Well, the medical, the thing that really shocked me with, with the tests that you guys did was the bod pod, mm. which measures the body fat. It's not nice to anybody, really. Well, apparently, and I don't know how this is possible, I'm 34% body fat. I expect it sometimes. Come on, look at me. Do I look 34% body fat? But but the the fat could be hiding, right? Yeah, exactly. And I mean, certainly a portion of fat is essential for life. It does coat our our organs and everything like that. But, um, you know, it can accumulate over time and certainly it does build up and, and... you may not realize it, but over time, when you do have that build up, then you see it in in, in the stats and the papers and the numbers. Then you think, "Whoa, like this is kind of getting out of hand. Maybe I should, you know, get doing something about it more than." Yeah, more. it was an eye opener for sure. <laughs> good, mm-hmm. good. I think you're going to see some really fast changes, though, because you're committing to the nutrition as well. And mm-hmm. um, I've, I mean, as our conversation has gone, it's been a good commitment that way, and. Uh, also with the exercise, you know, you're doing yoga in between our sessions. So I think you're going to see the results pretty quick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's great. I mean, and, and sometimes it does take that scare to, to get somebody motivated to do something. Uh, sometimes it takes a life event, which uh, can be sad, like a heart yeah. attack or a stroke. But, you know, overall at MedPoint, we're not there to judge you. We're not there to, to you know, show show you these numbers and, and make fun of you. Certainly not. We're there to say, look, this is your baseline going forward. Let's work with you now and let's get that number down in a healthy and sustainable way. So, But but that was a scare I didn't even mm. know existed because yeah. before that, that bod pod experience, I would have never guessed mm. that my body fat percentage was so high. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm borderline uh, in the risk category. Right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. And you'll find it as you go along, Taz, uh, as your body ratios start to change, because if you gain like two pounds of muscle uh, and lose two pounds of fat, that's a four pound swing and, mm-hmm. and the percentage will come down quite quickly, yeah, I definitely. imagine. So as long as Kate keeps pushing, eh, Kate? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I that mean, won't be a problem. I, saw, I think I saw one of the workouts uh, for next week and it's uh, 100 burpees, right? <laughs> oh, where did these burpee things come from? <laughs> Who created those? Yeah, jumping in the air, getting on the ground, doing push-ups. Yeah, I must have been a Maple Leafs fan, certainly. Somebody who's just, just a hankering for pain and punishment <laughs> so no taz we want to thank you for coming on the show it's great to have you and uh certainly we're excited to see the changes going forward mm-hmm. that you're going to be having yeah i'm uh, going to be super jacked uh in another uh, 11 weeks so I'll, yeah. I'll come back and join you guys uh and just rub my abs on the microphone <laughs> yeah. just to show everyone at work. Say, watch out, Jim Kelly, eh? Then no, he's not going to be even listening to the show. He's snoozing, sleeping in late. I, I'm going to be bench pressing Jim Kelly. <laughs> that's great. Yeah. That's, yeah. A, that's a good challenge to, to reach for. So mm-hmm. anyway, Taz, thank you for being on the yeah, show. Thank you. And, uh, thank you. We'll look forward to maybe getting you back on in a few weeks' time. So. Yeah, we got a lot going on at MedPoint. Obviously, the 13-week challenge is in full swing, and uh, we have dietitian services now at MedPoint. So check out the website. It's medpoint.ca. You can always email myself for a free consultation, uh, set things up, and uh, we'll take care of you. And we've talked about this before, guys. No matter what level you're at, 
right? Mm-hmm. You can be just starting a fitness program, just trying to start to eat better. Uh, or you can be somebody who's running marathons and just want a little bit of uh, extra attention with, with the programs and, and a bit of extra advice. So we definitely encourage anybody to, to contact us. There's always a program and, and uh, uh, Make it service, fit for you. service for you. So, yeah, we, uh, so we got a lot to talk about on the show today, and we'll try and fit it in. There's been a lot of great uh, health articles in the news. Mm-hmm. Um, Pete, I know that you were kind of uh, talking about this one, and it's about the Japanese waistlines and, mm. and kind of how their culture and how their um, mindset of, of schooling and, and raising their youth to know the proper things is helping their po- overall population. It's it's unbelievable. They've uh, they've made it a law that children in grades five to twelve have to learn home economics. They have to learn about fat, carbs, proteins. They have to mm-hmm. learn how to make meals and. And then, therefore, when they grow up, they have this knowledge. I, f- I find that a lot of people in Canada growing up, they, they don't have that knowledge. The food is given to you. It's right at easily accessible. Yeah. Um, and then when you're on your own, you don't even know what to do, and you end up eventually eating the fast food. And that's why our mm-hmm. waistlines he- here are just escalating. And that's why yeah. you see 25% of Canadians are obese. And only in, in, Jap- in, J- um, in Japan, 3.6 of the people are only overweight. Yeah. There's a big difference between overweight and obese. It's really bad. Mm-hmm. Well, and going looking at the high school, Kate, now kind of seeing what we're taught in high school, I mean, a lot of valuable stuff, obviously, yeah. but making those adjustments because when we make that leap to university, the freshman, or what is it? The freshman 15. Because I saw a lot of people in university when I was there cooking Mr. Noodles, just these yeah, quick the things. Quick They'll stuff. order pizza. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They don't know how to cook. And it's that kind of thing that people often joke about and they'll rib their buddies about. Yeah. But, you know, if it's put into practice, I think it's a very valuable tool. And, mm-hmm. and that's something you carry through your whole life because we cook <clears throat> uh, breakfast, lunch, dinner, and and we prep snacks, right? Mm-hmm. So we yeah. need to make sure we know those skills. Yeah, I absolutely think that uh, education at a young age is where we're going to have things, you know, change around for our society. If If we're continuing to eat or sorry, if we're just taking things away, say in high schools, like we're just taking things away from the kids so that Mm. it's not an option for them. It's not that they're going to not eat it or drink it now. Mm -hmm. They're still going to have it outside of the school. Um, So I think it's really important to educate rather than um, take that away. At a young age, especially. Then then you develop going forward and you just keep growing the knowledge. I I find it hard to understand why we teach children these these skills that maybe they're they're interested in, and mm. but it's it's not a valuable life skill. I feel like life skills in the school are have much more merit when you yeah. come out, and mm-hmm. and the, there's things that we should be learning. Yeah, this well, way the, that's true. And I mean, obviously, I, I've always been kind of the one to say, and, and a lot of people are are behind this idea, but making gym mandatory, like for mm-hmm. at least an hour in the morning, or at least or whatever it may be, or just be. even like a general health class where it's yeah. partly about fitness yeah. and nutrition, like so, both of those things combined. Why sure. not? Why not build something like this in that keep, teaches you life lessons? Yeah. I know now. One of the arguments against it would be, look, you need these prerequisites for calculus and uh, algebra, or like you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So you have to take some of those. Of course, we're forced to do that, but. You know, but you maybe to- take away some of the students' choice to say, "Oh, I'm I'm interested in in this, or I'll take this course because it's easy," yeah. and make them take something that has practical applications like this. 
Yeah. So um, I, I just I just find it hard that we're not really teaching our children this stuff. Yeah. Who it, cooks Who cooks at your at your place? You obviously live with your brother and uh, roommate. Yeah, Mike. We we all cook. We all take time. We all take turns cooking. And That's perfect. Yeah, I grew up luckily in a home where my mother was taught home economics. Mm-hmm. So I I came home and she was always be cooking. I'd always kind of. St- pipe in and try to learn from her so good i was able to understand these things and that's why i have a uh i believe in these things and i so i feel yeah. like if people other children were to experience the same thing i did growing up yeah then they would have the same passion that i have for for health and fitness because we know half Agreed. the battles in the kitchen and cooking's fun right Very cooking can be fun you can be creative with it mm-hmm. yeah. kate who does the cooking in your pla- in your house? uh actually it's both my parents yeah. my mom and my dad both like they growing up you know i yeah. i definitely was always helping making the meals and Good. we ate at home most nights and yeah. uh definitely you know i know i took some of the skills from my dad and mm-hmm. my dad is definitely a little bit of you know he's a perfectionist a little bit in the okay. kitchen okay. which is you know i can totally <laughs> see that in myself sometimes Good. but yeah it definitely nice. Yeah, That's my my wife I and I it. split the split the cooking. So, um, anyways, we got to take a quick commercial break right now, um, but we'll we'll be back on the program in a couple in a few minutes to uh, talk about some more health articles. You're listening to MedPoint's Half Hour of Health live on AM 980 or online at am980.ca. The most interesting health news, advice, and your calls at 519-643-2222 or 1-866-354-8255. Once again, here's your host, Ron Young. I want to welcome everybody back to the program. Thank you for joining us this morning. Of course, every uh, Saturday at the 9.30 half hour, we will be joining you, the MedPoint Fitness Team. Talking all things mm-hmm. health and fitness related. <laughs> we just had Taz in the studio here joining us, talking about his 13-week experience. Kate, thank you for taking care of him and yeah, working him hard. Of course. And uh, he's going to be repped in a, in a few weeks. And obviously, he'll be able to, to you know, beat up Jim if Jim starts picking on him. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and obviously, Pete's working with Brad Gibb. And Brad, yeah. we, saw, we saw him this week a yeah. few times. So It was awesome. It's great. Um, when we left, we were talking about this home economics thing because uh, they're finding that um, individuals uh, from Japan obviously aren't as obese or their whole population isn't as obese as, as the North American population, which makes sense because they're incorporating home economics and these life skills early on mm-hmm. in high school. And, and who knows, maybe they touch a bit of it on uh, in elementary it's def- school it is in yeah. elementary school yeah. that's yeah. one of the main things it's and it's so both men and women like it's you know it's mm-hmm. for everybody yeah yeah, yeah. I, I think also it, it would help with like a gender equality because yeah. it's not just the ladies in the kitchen it's it's both people are working together yeah and they mm-hmm. want to absolutely. both work together and mm-hmm. when you're when you're done everybody has the same knowledge yeah mm-hmm. absolutely so it's a great point i mean you're trying to change a whole system a whole curriculum so uh it would be a good thing to to get the ball rolling with that yeah. and uh, obviously start to try and incorporate more of that within the high school system and Whatever get, get kids ready for for the university or the college uh real life release yeah, yeah. yeah. real for life sure. stuff um, so a couple articles that we wanted to talk about as well. The one we talked, or actually both we touched on the Craig Needle show this week, but uh, they're very important uh, articles in, in the health uh, field right now. And this is the children who have the unsupervised uh, playtime mm-hmm. are often healthier than those who don't. And uh, just looking at that article, I mean, they, they looked at uh, 
survey more than a thousand parents and caregivers of uh, children who are in grades five and six. Uh, you know, and what they found was about thirty-five percent of those parents reported that they never allowed their kids to play unsupervised, um, and only sixteen percent said that they either frequently or always permitted kids to travel on their own independently. So, I kind of related this back to my childhood experience mm-hmm. in that my parents would let me go out and and you know we'd play road hockey cops and robbers whatever it may be yeah definitely and you you know we were always running around and then afterwards it'd be like oh let's go down to the corner store and and you know get a snack and it was that kind of thing as long as the parents knew where you were or you could call them and say hey i'm just doing this it was building that trust now mm-hmm. i grew up in goddard i love goddard very small town if you don't know it uh well maybe it's not as small now but it's growing certainly bigger than red lake AP. Mm-hmm. um and uh Kate, you grew up in the London area. Yeah, Wortley Village. Okay. So it's a small, you know, kind of small community within London in yeah. a way. So, so I what, definitely had that What they freedom. were talking about was that spontaneous play. Mm-hmm. Because when I was talking about it on the Craig Needle show, we talked about um, when you have parents with you, often it's for a purpose and, and for... You're, it's more directed. Like your parents would drive you to soccer, then there's like, okay, come on, let's go home. Mm-hmm. So after that soccer game, you're no longer like, hey, let's kick the ball around a little bit more. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, I got to get in my van and go home. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, stuff like that. So it's it, like, it's almost creative. It's almost like that creative mind, like a Montessori exactly. kind of uh, mm-hmm. child led play. Yeah, where it's like that the independence builds yeah. that ability to kind of problem solve and, mm-hmm. and like, again, be on your own and kind of figure out problems yourself. And if you yeah. don't have that, you have that direction. So you're doing this, you're doing this, you come home, sit on the couch. All right, you yeah. don't have that curiosity flying through. Yeah. Oh, exactly. And I think it's it's really important. Now, Kate, you, I want your opinion on this because with me and Pete growing up in small towns, mm-hmm. you could be across the town and, and only five minutes away from home, yeah. <laughs> essentially. Yeah. With you, like, what was it like? Did you did your parents kind of give you free reign? or? Yeah, I mean... like. I grew up in a house where I was lucky enough to have a decent sized backyard. Like, okay. so you, you know, you could go out in the backyard and do, you know, I remember going out there and playing with grass and yeah. mud and all that stuff. <laughs> yeah. And of course, my best friend lived next door. So we had that property to play in okay. and everything. So, you know, my parents let us go out and like, Just you walk know, walk down to Thames Park or something. Yeah. Or... Like there was parks close by. There was, you know, the Wortley Village strip nearby. Mm. Um, and my public school was Victoria Public School. It was really close. Yeah. So, you know, walking to school was pretty common for me to do okay. at an early age. And, yeah. you know, I, I, my parents didn't make me feel like I, you know, had too much yeah. uh, restriction with so it's like where that, I could go. It's like a parent trusting. You yeah. kind of got to... You got to almost earn it. Yeah. And at the same time, the parents have to, like, afford that to the child, right? Definitely. Say, here's an hour. I want you to go out. I just want to know where you are. Mm-hmm. And, heck... Kids have cell phones nowadays at whatever age. Mm-hmm. They're always going to be a phone call or a text message away. Yeah. So, the the one point this art this article brings up is that the parents weren't afraid as much as the the traffic issue and like things like that, but more of the the strangers and yeah. whether these children are going to be taken or just something's going to happen to them via these individuals out there. But right. they they also point to the fact that nothing more today than there was. 10 years ago, it's, yeah. it's, it's where we were growing up where we didn't have mm-hmm. the cell phone, right? So it, it just having, and if you do have an issue, just put safeguards in for your kids, yeah. give them the protocol, say, make sure this, this, and this. Yeah. And then you, then if nothing happens, if 
they don't obey, then there's a punishment. But yeah. so if you put safeguards and then then they they have that ability to okay, I can do this, I don't have to worry about it. I'm in my parents are happy with what I'm doing. Yeah. So No, that's a good point. And I mean mm-hmm. I think it's just a, a thing of, of you know, you do have to set boundaries and stuff yeah. like that, but also let your kids kinda of roam. Um so I mean just tying that up, I think it's it's good if if we let encourage our kids to play freely mm-hmm. and Absolutely. and just knowing where they are and being safe about it, it can ultimately make our children happier or healthier, yeah, healthier. and happier. It said that I think the fourteen point to nineteen percent of more were more physically active mm-hmm. when they were left alone to do their own their own activity. Yeah. That's a lot. So the last topic we wanted to wrap up with was the uh, robots in the nursing home. <laughs> Dama origato. Um, no, it's it's a good. This is a great topic. I mean, they're kind of tinkering with this idea of incorporating more robots in nursing homes and and maybe even in personal home, like mm-hmm. just private home, right? Um, Stats Canada estimates about. Uh, or people aged 65 or older will account for about a quarter of the population by the year 2050. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of people. And mm-hmm. what they're saying is robots aren't meant to replace people because you can't assist. replace a human interaction, but uh, merely assist with and kind of help. Because with the population that vast and the care that's going to be needed for them, we need to have something in place that can certainly help with that. So Tangy was in the... Tangy was in the article, and he was playing bingo with the seniors, so that's something simple. Uh, my only concern with it was when you have robots in the house, of course, if they cost ten grand, maybe less, um, do elderly individuals know how to operate them, or is it going to be that kind of thing where, uh, you know, it's an elderly person with their email, I don't know how to open this attachment, I don't know how to, you know, so it can lead to some confusion, right? Mm-hmm. So. It- it's an interesting topic because do you, are you replacing the entire human connection there mm-hmm. or are they just doing monotonous things that anything can do that you don't really need that human connection? So it, it's it's very interesting to see that by that year, a quarter of the population, so are we going to have enough people to even consider using humans or do you have mm-hmm. to? Are we going to be have to rely on these robots? So Maybe, yeah. Um, well, I mean, it is... <sighs> We, we're seeing more robotics now more than ever, right? Mm-hmm. And it's just because we have the technology now. Yeah. But, you know, we're getting to an age where our cars are going to drive themselves for crying out loud. Um, you know, we're losing that active that act, active mentality because mm-hmm. now things are just, you know, even doors, like, you know, we don't have to push them or pull them <laughs> open anymore. They're all yeah. automatic. Mm-hmm. We're, we're given things too easy in life now and mm-hmm. in one way it's good because yes we need that if 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 we're in a hurry or if we, prioritizing if we want house but in another way it's taking away from some of our interaction with each other and with um our own our surroundings yeah that's yeah. a whole nother topic yeah. anyways yeah. we're gonna post this up on the facebook fan page um so you guys can chime in what's your opinion do you feel uh the human connections lost do you feel it's okay to have robots take over and you know, maybe run the country someday. <laughs> Robot prime minister, eh? <laughs> maybe we're not too far off. <laughs> Anyways, that about does it for this show. Uh, I want to thank Peter and Kate for joining as us. As well as Taz. Yeah. As well as Taz, yes. And he's looking good, Kate, so keep up the good work with him. Definitely. And, um, yeah, I mean, let's post this up on the Facebook page. We'll see what people think. Email me if you have questions, ron at medpoint.ca. Obviously, you can visit our website, medpoint.ca, if you have any any. uh if you're looking into our services and want to get active. So that's all for this week. Take care. We'll see you next week.